Hey, and welcome to the world of small talk, where we have small conversations with deep implications. I'm your host, Nate Pearson. And I'm Ronald Taylor. Ronald, I feel like it's been forever since I've seen you. I know. <laughs> For those I know of it. you who don't... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> Start the um, episode out with some awkward silence. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but for the, those of you, you who don't know, me and Ronald don't see each other on a day-to-day basis. So we have our little catch-up sessions um, before the podcast, and then we hop into it. So Yeah, and uh, it's actually, we also want to apologize that it's been like, previously, a couple of weeks before we dropped an episode to you guys. And so this is like our third episode after a hiatus. And so we had already recorded our episodes before we kind of went a couple weeks uh, without being around. And just kind of life got in the way, you know, with getting things uploaded and a little bit of miscommunication. Um, but we are hopefully back <laughs> and uh, and back into a good rhythm. So we uh, thank you guys for checking in on us and you know, faithfully listening in and uh, hopefully we'll uh, try to be a little bit more consistent from here on out, but we, we definitely do appreciate you guys. Yeah. And we apologize that your apologies coming in episode late. So <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, they didn't even say well, anything this episode. Dude, it's, actually gonna gonna be, get to the it's actually going to be two episodes late. Cause we're Is like it two episodes. Yeah. Cause we're two episodes before this one that haven't dropped yet. Okay. I didn't know there was two before. Dang. I'm, I'm really behind. All right. Yeah, we had well, we had the the one that didn't release for some reason, and so we were going to push that a week back. So we're we're like two weeks behind, but I think we're one episode behind because we were going right, to push we back one last week. week. Yeah, because we thought it was going to drop at normal time, and then it didn't. So we're back to square one. And if anyone wants to go. Bully Austin, I know you know he's our video editor. I I would say do it, but he's on vacation. So bully him after the um. Well, it'll be late by then, but um, you can time travel maybe and bully him <laughs> after he gets back from vacation. So by the time you see this, it'll be after vacation. So it's okay to go ahead and bully him. All right, there you go. We have to think about time traveling when we talk about <laughs> <laughs> things happening on the episode because we are going to be future future versions of ourselves when people are listening to this. <laughs> so. This is mind-blowing. <laughs> this is great stuff. All right. All you right. ready for our first topic? Yeah, let's do it. I woke up and found my phone used. I live alone. I sleep late at night. Well, or I went to sleep late at night. I woke up today and found my phone be- found my phone used. I found pictures, but the pics were blurry. I found Instagram on as well. I found a film to video. I left my phone on YouTube with relaxing music playing. I live alone. What could have happened? What? <laughs> okay, I, so I mean, they were I at home. A, a case of sleep using something. I don't know. Yeah, either you're sleepwalking so, or you have a ghost. <laughs> so yeah. So, or someone broke into your house, stole nothing, messed with your phone, and left. <laughs> uh, but, so, like, um, he he went to sleep listening to relaxing YouTube music. So, he, I guess he had his phone near him, or at least on a bedside mm-hmm. table or something. And he woke up. There were several pictures taken, a video. They were all blurry, and Instagram was open. Oh. Uh- <laughs> 
I, I wish they would have just like described the video. Yeah, I I wish I really um I don't think they they didn't post an edit or anything. But so like I've had some similar experiences. I um I know I fell asleep for a hard nap one afternoon, like one of the ones that you forget what year it is when you wake up. Mm-hmm. I woke up and <laughs> uh, my girlfriend at the time was texting me because I guess we were in the middle of a conversation and I just <laughs> fell asleep and. I wake up and she has sent on me all these texts and I had just like <laughs> waited an hour and then in my like I guess while I was sleeping I just replied with a smiley face <laughs> and no well, I was still asleep for like another hour or two so I woke up and she's mad at me <laughs> but I don't know what I've done but I just see that I've texted a smiley face in my sleep <laughs> so. no Nate somebody broke into your house and texted a smiley face <laughs> My dad was and then he left. Went into my room. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that uh-huh. okay, so I know like you know, when people sleepwalk, they don't remember anything. And everybody sleepwalks differently. So I mean they definitely could have, you know, quote unquote sleptwalk and started messing with their phone and so on and so forth. And then definitely don't remember it, you know, like Man, my my buddy Josh, he sleepwalks, and I hope he's listening to this episode. And he sleepwalks, and we were working at camp, and he, I don't know if he realized he sleptwalked before camp or realized, like, how much it was or how drastic it could be, but, you know, we literally are working at a camp with 500, 600 kids on the property at any given point, and we're living in, like, maintenance sheds like on the edge of camp and there's like 15 guys in this shed and there's a couple, there's another shed like adjacent to us with, you know, 15 other guys. There's some guys living in buses on top of the hill. And as you know, as you walk out of the shed, you know, there's like housing for students right there in cabins. And so one day I remember Josh, like he woke up or slept walk woke up. So he was still sleeping, but he was moving <laughs> Uh, he got mobile and he was just like in his underwear and he ended up waking up like in our worship center in his underwear. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> He like walked from the, the, where we sleep from the, the shed where we sleep in his underwear through like around the cabins and then up the hill to our worship center and like woke up on a bench in our worship center in his underwear. <laughs> what an experience. And, like, had multiple occasions where he was just, like, waking up in the middle of camp. And so, basically, it was kind of like, if any of us woke up the next morning and didn't see Josh in the bed, we knew to kind of, like, grab clothes just in case. Go to the worship center. (laughs) Uh, So, after uh, that, he started sleeping with clothes on. (laughs) I actually actually sleptwalked quite quite a bit. But most of my sleepwalking ended up in me getting in the shower. So, like, I would... Yeah, so, like, I mean, obviously, I I took the proper procedure and, you know, took my clothes off and stuff and got in the shower, got the water to an appropriate temperature, and woke up in the shower. (laughs) Like, yeah, so, nowadays, Josh only, he he really, like, the only way he's able to tell if he slept walk is if he has a glass of water show up beside his bed. He knows that he got up in the middle of the night to get something to drink. But also, he's found out that he can't get past locked doors. 
And so if apparently like when he falls asleep and is sleepwalking, he turns into a toddler and can't function a <laughs> lot. enemy is a lot door. <laughs> yeah. And so like if you, as long as you lock your front door, you know, he, he's not able to get out. So he just kind of like is roaming around the house. <laughs> I can I can step over tub sides apparently. I mean, it's a skill. I'm a I'm amazed I haven't just like busted my head open or something. It hasn't been recently, but and like, not I only are on. you walking while you're asleep, but you're able to find an adequate, comfortable temperature of water to shower in. <laughs> it's a, it's a skill. Like like the first time I did it, I woke up like getting out of the shower. I turned the water off, and then I, I but the second time. It was like I knew what I was doing, but it was like a dream. I was dazed. Mm. So, like, I could, like, kind of, like, looking back at it, see myself walking and stuff. But I had no control over what I was doing. I was just kind of, like, you know. And then I woke up because there was this cup, I guess, like, someone had used to wash their hair or something, like, um, for, like, a kid. And Mm -hmm. uh, my younger sister or something. So, like, it filled up with water, and then it fell down the side of my leg. And that woke me up. (laughs) But, like, got me awake, awake. The real question is, did you actually bathe yourself the first time when you were getting out of the shower? Like, did you come out clean? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) But I, I actually, um, so I have, I have slept walk in another country. So no way. Um, yeah, I slept, I slept walk in the, um, the great city of London. (laughs) Uh, but I also got in the shower, but huh? (laughs) What'd you say? You said you slept walk where? in london oh nice yeah yeah so like i was staying in a room with two of my classmates because it was a school trip and apparently like i was waiting for my turn to get a shower but i had been up for like 36 hours like i was done like with like an hour of sleep somewhere in there so i fell asleep and they like i guess i don't know how long i was asleep but they were still up when i woke up but or when I got up, I stood up, I looked at them, and I mumbled something, and then I went and got in the shower. <laughs> they had no idea what I said. And I woke up and got out of the shower. Um, I woke up stepping out of the shower, and <laughs> I went back to sleep. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. It's so wild how our like how our minds and brains function. Like We can be super awake functioning doing things but completely disconnected in a dream state yeah that's so crazy i found that i only sleepwalk when i'm at my peak level of exhaustion which Mm. is ironic because you're getting worse sleep when you're sleepwalking but you know it's just kind of how how it works if i'm like dead tired i have a chance of sleepwalking like i know i was with chris one time and i just like walked and stood in the kitchen and stared at the wall and came back and went back, let's sat back down and went to sleep again. It freaked them out. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, man, guys! If you have any stories of sleepwalking or any crazy things that have happened uh, while you were asleep or supposed to be asleep, uh, shoot us an email at smalltalk.smartworldmedia and uh, share some of those stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Yeah, definitely. Um, but this guy, someone in the comments mentioned to check maybe for carbon monoxide in his house, which could be mm-hmm. a thing. Like, you know, it manifests himself in, in weird ways. Um, like hmm. one person, like on Reddit, posted like um, uh, they were seeing ants all over their house. And 
someone in the comments says, you know, maybe it's carbon monoxide. And I like kind of thought it was dumb because, you know, but they actually checked it and it was carbon monoxide poisoning. And because that person said that in the comments, it like saved their life. Interesting. Like they saw real ants or they thought they were seeing ants. They were like hallucinating in different ants. places. Yeah. They were hallucinating ants and it was carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. So <laughs> heads up PSA. If you see ants in your house and they're not really there, or literally anything that's not really there. Check for carbon monoxide poisoning. And this is also PSA. your reminder to change out the batteries in your smoke detectors and your carbon monoxide detectors. <laughs> I haven't changed, ever changed out the batteries in a carbon monoxide <laughs> detector. I'm going to be honest. I think at one point. And I Nate has carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> I unplugged my smoke detector at one point. Uh, cause it just, it would not stop beeping. I changed the battery and everything, but oh, it's fixed that, now. Yeah. it was dangling from the ceiling for like a week and then, <laughs> then I finally guilty. It. Yep, yeah. guilty of that for sure. The fire marshal was on the way to his, my house right now. <laughs> <Full speed. laughs> Spidey senses are jingling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're gonna have to buckle up for this one. It's a little bit of a read. Okay. But my sister gave someone my MacBook for free while I was at work. My 15-year-old sister gave her friend in high school my MacBook while I was gone. She said her friend wanted a laptop for college next year and knew I had one, so she gave it to her. Apparently, she didn't get any money out of this. My MacBook was $1,000. It might be in a different country, so I'm just going to say $1,000. Um, I'll just say dollars. I did tell her I was going to send it for repairing, but that doesn't mean it was messed up and I didn't want it anymore. I start college in a week. I yelled at her and told her to give me my laptop back, and she's not... Um, and she's not going to, since that's quote unquote embarrassing, she can't even buy me a new one cause she's never had a job before. My parents aren't doing anything about this as well. They're not doing anything because they first gave me this Chromebook before uni or university. Since I didn't have a computer, even after telling them I, I save up for a MacBook, um, or my computer on my own ended up saving up now that my MacBook is gone, but they don't really care. And I, well, so they bought them the computer, and now that the MacBook's gone, they don't really care because they, they gave mm -hmm. them a Chromebook. Um, right. That Chromebook is gone now as well. I need a relatable, lap reliable laptop for my second year of university. My work was in there. Do I track down the kid, make them give me my laptop back? Do I go to the police, to school? Do I um, give up and buy a new one? I'm so mad. And then they have a few edits um, that they updated I'm waiting till she gets back from school today, telling her to tell me the name of the friend she gave my laptop to. If she doesn't say anything, I'm going up to the school and explaining. If that does nothing, I'm going to pol police. Police, because this is ridiculous. I'll give her a last-minute warning to give me my laptop back before alerting a police, though. Edit number two. Told her I'm getting the police involved if she didn't tell me her friend's first name and last name. She eventually told me the name and informed me it was a girl on her bus. So I'm going to use that info she gave me and try to find the girl. Well, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's still like, <laughs> it's going to be tough. What if she just that doesn't give you the laptop back? What are you going to do? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the biggest thing there is one, dude... Shame on those parents for being petty because it's yeah. like, you know, you raise both of these kids and it's like if this person raised all this money or saved all this money to purchase a MacBook, 
Like, don't be petty because you didn't spend the money on a MacBook and got him a Chromebook. You know, it's like, okay, that's fine. Like, be appreciative of the Chromebook. But also realize, like, if that's what they really wanted, they went and took the time to save up the money to purchase that. And I know for a fact, dude, if my mom bought me a MacBook and that crap happened, they'd be calling the police. You know, (laughs) it's like, don't, don't be, don't act differently because your kid saved up their money. You know, don't, don't have a different defensive position and be petty because you bought them a Chromebook, you know, like stuff like that boils my blood. Like, you know, one, when kids are being petty, but the other thing are like when adults are being petty, you know, just don't be petty, like guard your kids, help your kids, you know, help them troubleshoot a situation. You should be like proud that your kid is actually taking responsibility for something they spent their hard-earned money on. <laughs> like, I think that's yeah. a good trait. I mean, now this person is kind of like getting a little irrational with getting police involved and stuff because your sister was the one that caused it. So if anything, you're trying to push legal action against your sister, which isn't going to work um, because you can't really claim it's stolen. If someone, um, I guess in your family gave it away, <laughs> I guess you, I mean, you could, can. but yeah, you can, you definitely can. I mean, and I think it, the, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I mean, you could file it, but I just, I think it's going to create a lot of awkward situations. Yeah. Cause I think the, you know, the, the action being taken there is okay. Like she says, Hey, you know, you gave away my MacBook. I need you to tell me who you gave it to. And that's their chance to come clean right and do what they can to get it back to you and when they say no like it's embarrassing well now they have to decide is being embarrassed is like is being embarrassed or not being embarrassed worth more than dealing with the police it's going to be more embarrassing when the police show up yeah exactly and so it's like that should be okay well then let me go ahead and deal with this person rather than escalating to the police but sometimes it's like knowing that that threat is there is enough to bring action you know, and what's the what was the rationale of just giving away the laptop? What fifteen year old? That's like, the rationale. Fifteen year olds are smarter than they like than I guess when I was a fifteen year old. And in terms of like handling technology and some stuff, like I don't know, it's just like they just handed off the laptop like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there was like some kind of tension maybe between the two of them and they, she just wanted to get back at her or she wanted to seem cool to the specific person and didn't really think about the consequences there. Um, I mean, you think about it, man, people are dumb and the younger you are, the dumber you are. And this is coming from a student pastor, right? Like I love my kids, but kids are dumb and adults are dumb. But yeah, I mean, like I said, like the further you go back in years, the less you think about consequences and how things are going to, you know, pan out for you and the people involved. In conclusion, people are dumb. <laughs> that is our takeaway from this week's episode. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, except for the first guy, he, he probably just needs to check his carbon monoxide reader or see if he sleeps, walk, um, sleepwalks, um, or find uh, a good pest guy. <laughs> yeah. Find, find a good pest guy. Okay, so this one says, I witnessed a bombing and it's traumatized. I'm still traumatized from loud noises till this day. 
I live in a safe country. We've only had one bombing ever happening in our country back in 2016. I was right outside the building. When I tell you it's a loud noise, you you bet it sounds so loud. Like I thought the whole building was going to collapse. Be um, And it was full of smoke and dust. I was young at this point. Whenever I hear a really loud noise, I get PTSD and basically return back to the same actions I did before. I'd cried for no reason in bed, always thinking about what's around me. I don't know if someone experienced something like this, but I would definitely like definitely like it if someone has insight on how to overcome such a thing. Mm, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I can't. I can't even fathom, you know, the the trauma that comes with being involved in like a bombing or anything like that. You know, I think we are are super lucky to to live where we live to not have to worry about those things. Um, but I think the first, the first thing and the thing that they did was seeking, you know, some kind of assistance or some help, um, some support, you know, and kind of dealing with their experiences and other people that have dealt with those things. Do you have any insight in that? Uh, yeah, I think therapy is definitely the first way, the best way to go. I don't know that there's really an alternative there because it's just, you got to find ways to cope with it. I mean, you have to realize because a lot of what's coming out of this is now irrational fear, but it's a rational mm-hmm. fear that's rightfully placed. Like they have a mm-hmm. right to have that irrational fear because of what they experienced. So it's kind of hard for your, you to wrap your mind around the fact that I'm most likely not going to be near a bombing ever again in my life. But now my body thinks that's something that I could experience again. So it's going to react regardless. Um, but I think it really, you know, is something a lot of people deal with because so many military members come back and they have PTSD because of their experiences. And mm-hmm. I think therapy, but the only one who can truly completely heal it is God. Um, so praying about it and just asking him to take that burden rather than you carrying it is probably the best route, um, along with therapy. Yeah. I mean, and you know, for anybody listening, this goes alongside of any PTSD, whether it's like, um, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, a bombing, a shooting. I mean, really any type of traumatic, even relationships, you know, like, anything that has has brought trauma into your life there's going to be things that that bring flashbacks that are triggers so on and so forth and all of these things are objectively irrational right i mean you look at loud noises for somebody that has an explosive ptsd and it's like somebody slamming a trash can is any like and being afraid of that or freaking out of that is an irrational reaction it's an irrational trigger an irrational fear but those feelings are valid, right? Those feelings are real. Those fears are real. And so the biggest thing in therapy is realizing like having somebody walk with you, somebody who's trained walk with you into to replacing those fears, right? And, and replacing those, those with reality. Um, and so with that, like, man, seek, seek a licensed, you know, therapist, counselor, somebody that is trained to assist you um, instead of just venting to somebody, uh, cause I think what happens there in friendships when you really do have some, some situational trauma is you start to expect from other people what they cannot give you. Yeah. 
And then it starts to put a strain on your relationship because now they feel, because one, like they're going to get exhausted from dealing with or trying to help you deal with what's going on. Like they're going to get exhausted and you're going to get exhausted because you haven't received any help. But then there's going to be some bitterness and resentment that grows from that because you're expecting something out of them that they cannot give you. Like they just can't. They, they, they're not licensed. They don't, they have no skill set in this. And then they're going to get really discouraged because they have a friend that's suffering and they continually can't do anything about it. You know? And so I definitely would encourage seeking somebody who is licensed, who is certified, who is, this is their job, right? To, to hear what you've gone through, to walk with you through it and to help you get healing. Right. And we see this, we see this even with our relationship with the Lord. You know, I think we, there's a phrase that we so often know that is, you know, it's feeling isn't fact. Feelings aren't fact. Emotions aren't fact. Are they real? Yes. Emotions are very real. They play, they can even plague us. Right. But our emotions change so often. They're very fickle. They rely on our mental state, our emotional state, our physical state. And they're so, they're, they're so unpredictable. And so we can't trust them. I mean, you think about if we can take a pill, like, you know, like Zoloft, right? If we can take a pill and this is a hormone pill that we can consume and it alter the chemical balance within our brains to control our emotional state. That, that has to be one inkling in showing you how fickle our emotions are, right? And how unstable they are because it's just our brain. It's our brain activity. It's chemicals in our brain that are releasing dopamine and serotonin and telling us how we feel. And so that in of itself is not sustainable. That in of itself can't give us, you know, it can't give us life. It can't give us joy. And so as believers, you know, we look at these things and we say, okay, well, I need something objective. And that objective truth that we have is scripture, right? That objective truth that we have is the gospel and what the Lord has given us. And so we look at God's word and we say, yeah, this I'm going to believe in this. I'm going to adhere to because it's infallible, right? It's without fault. It is God's word to me. It's his instruction to me. And so when I have feelings that contradict the word of God and and feelings that contradict scripture, I'm going to lean into scripture and I'm going to say, okay, I know this is truth. I want to store this up in my heart and be obedient to that rather than what I'm saying or what I'm feeling. Cause sometimes my feelings aren't beneficial to myself and they're not beneficial to others around me, you know? And so taking that, adhering to that and seeking help, I think really will come to a place of healing and, and reconciliation within ourselves. Very well put. I think that's, um, that's some, life-changing information right there because yeah, the gospel sure. and hopefully, is always life-changing. Yeah. And hopefully like, man, if you, if you're listening to this and you really are wrestling with something, if you're really wrestling with mental health or you're wrestling with some kind of PTSD, um, and you're not churched, like I say, if you're churched, reach out to your pastor, um, reach out to somebody in leadership at your church. And if you're not churched, shoot us a message at smalltalk.smallworldmedia.com or at gmail.com uh, and we will try to put you in the right direction 
um, of seeking Definitely. some help and uh, getting you hooked up with somebody. Um, I do know that there's a really cool counseling resource. I'm going to plug this in. They do not sponsor us. Um, but there's a thing, there's a place called Hope Counseling and they are through North Wake Church. If you're in the triangle area and it is a free resource, there's a little bit of a waiting list, but it's a, it is a free counseling resource. And so if you are hurting on funds, um, you can go that route and it's free biblical counseling. Um, you know, better help. There are some online resources or some apps there. Um, if you have a teledoc, you can go there and then there are tons of resources elsewhere. If you do have, you know, the financial resources. So we'd love to point you in the right direction and uh, getting you the, the help that you need. Yeah. And, um, when, when you like, I think that's definitely something to talk about in churches as well is mm-hmm. having a church that, um, that accepts mental health issues as an actual reality, um, because we have so many churches that attribute it just, just the spirituality, you know, not that there's parts of that d- don't affect it, but there's definitely a mental and physical aspect to us as humans. So, you know, finding you a pastor that understands that and is going to support you with the word, but also help you with that mental understanding and, um, counseling and, you know, point you in the right direction to licensed professionals. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, cause really like there's no shame in seeking help and counsel from someone. And there's also no shame in medication, right? Like Mm-mm. people talk so poorly against even Tylenol or ibuprofen, right? Like, or when it comes to ADHD medication or antidepressants like Zoloft and things like that, there's no shame in those things. Cause I fully believe like as a Christian, I believe the Lord has gifted people in science, right. To bring about these remedies that we can see. Cause obviously it's like, can people abuse them? Yeah. People can abuse medications. Does that mean they're not beneficial? No. Cause they were created to be beneficial for people. You know, and I think as believers, we have to realize if me taking this medication can help me become a better person, right? To love and serve people better, to love and serve the Lord better. Am I being obedient and not taking it? Right? No, we're not. Like we think we're being obedient to the Lord and not participating in these things. But if it can help us become better people, I think we're being obedient to the Lord in something because we, we see that God has ordained people in these positions, right? In political office and health and science office and all these different things to further his, his glory. And so if he allows this to happen, if he allows these things to be created for good and for benefit, and if I can be obedient to the gospel and the Lord and participating in these things, um, I'm going to do that instead of being disobedient to him. True. All right. Well, we're going to try to squeeze one more in here. Um, so I am a 23 year old female. I really like a guy. He's a 27 year old male. But he told me that education shouldn't come first. Honestly, this is a huge issue for me. He is a conservative Christian, and I am not. I told him tonight that education is very, very important to me, and it comes first, and I always love to learn. I thought he would be impressed since I'm educated and I love to learn. No, he told me that education shouldn't come first because I can always get a degree, but I might not be able to have children when I'm older. I'm not sure what I should do. He literally told me that education shouldn't come first. It's very valuable to me for many reasons. Um, and they said, edit spelling. I'm sorry for the weird formatting. I typed this on my phone. <laughs> Thanks for that. I feel really included on that post now. <laughs> I can see like, I can envision that now. 
Um, man, that, yeah, it's tricky, you know, because at the end of the day, as a priority, and here, let me get through this entire thought before people start facilitating and formulating opinions of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I believe that you know, the Lord and our families are, are a priority. Like, my family comes before my education. The Lord comes before my education, you know. Um, now, that being said, that is my family already existing and me going into an education after that. Right. So it's like, yeah, um, if I already have a wife, if I already have kids and I want to get an education, you know, if I want to pursue my master's and my doctorate my family is going to take precedence. My family is my priority. So like if my family needs me in a specific time, I am not going to shunt them or push them off to do whatever it is in my schooling because my schooling can wait, right? This goes, this, this goes with our jobs, with our hobbies, with our schooling, so on and so forth. Those things will be there. Our family will not always be there, right? Regardless of whether you're young in age or old in age, like, Accidents happen every accidents happen every day. We're not promised tomorrow. Our family members are not promised tomorrow, and I can guarantee that if I stiff armed time with my wife or my family or my kids to do some, you know, to spend more time on on work or schoolwork, and I haven't spent any time with them, and then they passed away the next day, I'd be in a world of regret. You know, and I never want to be in that position. And so with that being said, like our education should not take priority over our kids. Now, when it comes to this relationship, I think the situation is a little bit different. You know, I think this person saying, oh, yeah, like I want to go to school. And my is it her boyfriend, fiance? Who is it? Uh, it's a guy that she likes. It, OK, so a person that she say, see, this is the thing like. Yeah. This isn't even a relationship, you know, Stakes and he's saying, here. yeah. And he's saying, oh no, like if you want to date me, like you're not going to go to school. Okay. Red flag. Right. From the conservative. Go find Christian. somebody else that is going to, yeah. Go find somebody else that's going to help you pursue your dreams and like achieve your goals. Right. Cause right now is the time to pursue your education because once you're married, you're not, you're, you're not going to have as much time because you have somebody else vying for your time. Right. Once you have kids, you're going to have multiple people multiple humans vying for your time and you're going to be working a job to sustain your life and those little human lives. Like life is only going to get crazier from here on out. So if you want to pursue your education, do that now and bump every, any testosterone ridden dude that thinks he's better than your education. Like no pursue your education. And if they really love you, like they'll support you in that and they'll go through that journey with you. You know, like and it sounds sounds like they're unevenly yoked to begin with. Yeah, saying no it's going to be a strained relationship if y'all aren't. If y'all don't line up the same with your viewpoint, it doesn't mean everything has to be the same. But on the important things, it should be. <laughs> because it's just yeah. going to leave the yeah, discourse. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, even when it's a relationship where they're like, yeah, I kind of like them. I mean, you guys aren't, you guys aren't planning anything right now. You know, Why like talking about the, kids this early. Yeah. And that's the other thing, like the other red flag that tells me that he's not even man enough to be a part of this relationship is you guys are having these conversations. Cause it, it sounds like you guys are in this talking phase, 
talking phase is bullcrap. Like if you guys like each other, date, you don't have to talk like dating is talking, right? Cause you're not married. Stop trying to add another level. That's another podcast. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's a level podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's another level of podcast. It's another episode. It's just, I could rant on and on about how people deal with relationships right now. Um, cause like, if you like each other date and if you date and you decide you want to get married, get married, you know, if you are the right age and are, you know, financially stable enough to don't be stupid. Don't, don't <laughs> date for 10 years. Don't talk and not date because you're scared of commitment and all that crap. We've been engaged um, for eight years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, get married or move on. Um, but in that, like, because you guys are having that conversation right now, that's another red flag and saying he's not man enough to take this to the next level. Right. Like if you guys know you like each other and you're having these conversations, why aren't you dating? Yeah. You're just being true. dumb. You know, don't be dumb. I think he's so, a um, conservative Christian guy ready to go into ministry. And he's like, if my, I can't have my wife with children or me in the church, then I'm not going to fit the mold. <laughs> yeah, dude. And bump that. Like that is toxicity at its finest, you know, like, uh, and I, I don't know don't, this guy. I'm, don't I'm give with somebody that can't. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't be with somebody that expects you to do everything and they just work a job. And you know, like as someone that, that you're accepting, you know, I guess this all depends on your, your viewpoint, but essentially someone you're accepting to be the head of your household. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're not looking out for your priorities. <laughs> That's a red flag because being the head of the household doesn't mean that you just like do things your way or the highway. It means you take it all into consideration and make the best decision for the family. And if he doesn't have your interest at heart, then that's, that's another red flag. Yeah. And I mean like, cause you know, that's just laziness. It's laziness when you see men like that who are trying to force a woman into doing all of their bidding and then using the excuse of being the breadwinner. Right. And, and I'm not knocking that dynamic. I think there's a lot of benefit in a dynamic where a man can go to work and make enough money to where a mom can stay home if she wants to homeschool her kids or if she wants to be able to take care of the household, um, if she wants to have a side job, you know, and be able to run things on that end to where he only, all he has to do is work. But when he comes home, like he should also be willing to do the dishes, right? Or cook a meal or fold laundry or run laundry or put the kids to, to bed, you know, give them a bath, like read them a bedtime story. Like we, we have got to get outside of this toxic like generation of, well, the man is completely disconnected because he's working his life away. And the woman's the only person that these kids know. Right. Cause not only is that going to, yeah. Cause not only is that going to bring dysfunction to the household, like just physically, but it's going to bring dysfunction to the household spiritually. Right. Cause if your kids aren't seeing you pursue the Lord, if their kids aren't seeing you period, like who is going to guide them and shepherd them, right? Who's going to guide and shepherd your wife? Like, cause as men, we are to be the spiritual leaders of our families and we can't do that if we're absent. We can't do that if we're logging hours, you know, at work, it's just not going to happen. It's inconsistent. And so, you know, that dynamic is totally fine. If it's able for a woman to, to be at home, you know, and, and rear her kids that way. And for him to work, both of you still need to be present. And then on the flip side of that, you know, if you're a female and you want to work, go work, you know, like get a job, work a full-time gig, you know, daycare exists, schooling exists. Like 
people have done it and have made it work successfully and have still been present because if you have two incomes coming in, you're able to not have to log in as many hours as somebody who is the sole income, you know? And so I think there's, there's benefits to that. Be present with your kids, make it work, make it happen. You know, don't, don't put your sole priority in education. Don't put your sole priority in your job and your career. Like put your sole priority in your spouse and in your kids and making sure that they know the Lord and that you continue to know the Lord. Yeah. Make sure to join us next week on the next level podcast where me and Ronald discuss family structures <laughs> and living your best life. Yeah. Well, also we, we release a second <laughs> podcast. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, all right. Well, that's um, all we have. That's all I have to say on that. Um, but I appreciate your time and I appreciate your time. Listener. Um, I would address you by name if you, if I knew that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, man, we thank you guys for tuning in and listening with us. Um, man, any comments, feedback, advice, stories, um, that you guys want to share, you know, once again, this will be the third time this podcast, smalltalk.smallworldmedia at gmail.com. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, any feedback, comments that you got to say, and uh, anything that is pretty crazy to us, we'll definitely start off our next episode with it. And so we love you guys. Thank you. And uh, don't forget to leave us a review on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, um, and give us a five star. You know, the more the merrier uh, and the quicker we can get our name out the more people can hear and hopefully you know get some help so definitely and um austin told me to stop saying the um the putting the poll on spotify because or the um because <laughs> he can't do it well what we're using now he's like i wish you would stop saying that i can't do it because <laughs> uh, our old platform could but we changed podcast hosting platforms <laughs> all right gotcha. well good to know yep Yep, um, which that's just coming from the growth of Small World. But anyway, uh, well, I've had a great time, and we will see you next week in Small Talk. Boom, man.